Welcome to Fresh Pressed for March 31st of the year of our Lord, 2020. Andrew, how are you? I'm fine. Gabe, where are you? Uh, I'm somewhere in Oklahoma. It's unclear. Aren't we all? Listen, did you even know that Oklahoma had a turnpike? I didn't. I don't think I've been to Oklahoma before. Fair enough. Neither had I. This is state number 46 for me. Getting there, folks. I'm getting there. Wait, what are the last four? Uh, Alaska. Makes sense. North Uh Dakota. Makes sense. Arkansas. I guess also makes sense. And then Michigan. Weird. Why haven't you been to Michigan? I've been like within 10 miles of the border, but I've never actually been to Michigan. Yeah. Well, if next week you want to do the theme of Michigan, I know a couple songs that have just popped into my head, including one where the chorus is never been to Michigan. I thought we'd just bring either that one Red Hot Chili Peppers song or the entire Sufjan Stevens album. Oh, damn. Those are two things that I wasn't thinking of. Well, now you are. Um, Are you hitting Arkansas on this trip just for the hell of it? Because you might as well. I'm not. Arkansas is too far south. Mm, Sad. Another time, I'm sure. Maybe. (laughs) Probably not. Andrew, I I jumped the gun a little bit here. Do you want to tell our listeners what the show is about? Oh, oh, right. I did. I sort of did that. This show is about music. We talk about new tunes and I don't have anything. Uh, Labyrinthine? I guess our... Cruciverbal? Hmm, that's not bad either. Works for yours, doesn't work for mine. Well, listeners, as you may have ascertained from our stumbling through various kinds of puzzles, our theme this week is indeed puzzles of all sorts, all shapes and sizes. Um, No specification on the kind of puzzling that might be done. Andrew, uh, what is your favorite kind of puzzle? Um, I mean, I'm I'm big into the crossed the crossed word the crossed word um yeah is there what about are there any strange puzzles that you've been particularly into like lately that you'd like to tell our listeners about um no are you leading me into something that i should be i don't know i i know that you like your cryptic crosswords and most people don't know what that really means but i do like a cryptic crossword i like also like anything that involves anagrams which sometimes cryptics do so i'm I enjoy that. I like that New York Times spelling bee. Yeah, shout out to the New York Times spelling bee. Try to do it every day. Haven't done the one for today. What what puzzling song did you... There you go, puzzling. Why don't we just do puzzling? Because uh, that was too easy. I usually try to make it a, an adjective that's different. Um, What song did you bring that you listened to while doing puzzles? None. Well, maybe now it will be one. And the song is called Making Friends. And Puzzles by Louis Zong. Andrew, my first question for you is, is that a slide whistle? I think it's all synth, except for the... Except for the, there's definitely guitar at the end, but I think it's mostly synth. Do you think it's a synth slide whistle or just a synth synth? I think a slide whistle is an, is sort of a mechanical synth. Here, let me test it out with my broken slide whistle. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was it's broken when I got it. Way more broken than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. You changed partials halfway through the slide. I mean, some of that might be my my own my my lack of of a quality embouchure. Sure, right. Yeah, of course. Embouchure. So how did you stumble or decide upon making friends and puzzles? Um, I, I prefer to say making friends and puzzles. The end puzzles part is in, is in parentheses <laughs> for our listeners. So I was just scouting around for puzzle-related songs, crossword songs. I almost picked a song entitled Ken Ken, but I thought that was maybe too stupid. And I also don't like Ken Ken, so I didn't pick that one. But I came across, actually, I came across a different song about puzzles i think it was called puzzle jazz or something like that also by louis zong i listened to that i was like oh i'm i'm into this maybe i'll just pick that and then i listened to a bunch of other louis zong and then i came across this song it's like oh okay i like the song even better so i went with this um louis zong is a uh, musician and artist who i am most familiar with because he has done a, a whole bunch of McElroy animatics. Oh, I did not know that. That's really cool. Um, which, can you explain to our listeners what a McElroy animatic is? <laughs> what? It's not self-explanatory. It is not. I would not have known what that word meant. It's uh, an animatic is sort of a general term for an for like when you take the audio of something else and do a little animation to like act out the audio. So that can be audio from like an existing video or could be audio from like a a podcast. Right. So the McElroy brothers produce several podcasts, including a very famous one that they do together called My Brother, My Brother and Me, which usually consists of hilarious stories. Yeah. So Louis Zong has has taken uh, several stories from throughout the 500 plus episodes of My Brother, My Brother and Me and made short little videos with very clever animations. Um, But he's also a very good musician, very talented musician. And he has, he's incredibly prolific, has a huge body of work that is mostly like this, really charming little synthy bedroomy songs. We haven't returned to the word bedroom recently in this podcast, but it was a big, big theme of our first couple months. It's probably because I've moved away from listening to so much bedroom pop. Would you describe this song as a ditty? Because that's how I feel about it. It's very ditty. I hate the word diddy okay that's reasonable and the man diddy i hate sean combs is what i'm trying to say (laughs) thank you for specifying but that's neither here nor there what i'm trying to say is uh i don't love the word diddy but i do love this song it is a charming little small piece of music and i guess you can call it a diddy it's a lovely song i it was so short, but I felt so immediately uplifted after listening to it. I was like, I'm like cruising down the highway, like bumping in my seat a little bit to the this little ditty, you know? In pursuit of a better word than ditty, I would say the type of music that Louis Zong tends to write are these short little character pieces. Um, a character piece is a incredibly vague term a little piece of music 
that's a that's sort of like a single like feeling or idea or like literally a character and it's usually like it's it's always like instrumental music that's like just a little it gives you like one sort of consistent mood you know it's not like a symphony where there's highs and lows and all that stuff it's just sort of like here's this little vignette that's you know for this one it's making friends and puzzles and that's just all that this song is it's nothing more nothing less have you brought for me to solve this is nothing no this is exactly right andrew here is the clue the clue is crosswords by panda bear from the album panda bear meets the grim reaper How many letters is it? Um, I, 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 I couldn't come up with anything clever. <laughs> oh, boy. So this is off Panda Bear's 2015 um, record, uh, Panda Bear Meets the Grim Reaper. So uh, other listeners, if you're not directly aware of Panda Bear, you may be familiar with the group Animal Collective which uh, I guess is best described as like an experimental pop electronica group um, that's very, very synth heavy. And as you can tell from this particular piece, um, Panda Bear, as a member of Animal Collective, also does solo work that is in a similar vein. Um, And both Panda Bear's work and Animal Collective's work tends to have this same repetitive um, style to it. In this case, a very repetitive uh, piano, um, which I believe is sampled from uh, Ashley's Roach Clip by the Soul Searchers. I'm not familiar with the song. Didn't go look it up. Should have, but didn't. Um, um, so Panda Bear has a real name, Andrew. And that name is Noah Lennox. Um, he's released a number of solo EPs as Panda Bear, in addition to quite a few... EPs um, with, or, yeah, sorry, LPs with Animal Collective. Um, and he is based out of Baltimore, Maryland, in the United States. Um, I've listened to a few of his records, generally really enjoy his music, um, although I never know what he's saying, never can figure it out. So I looked up the lyrics to the song, which is titled Crosswords, which I thought would fit in very nicely for our puzzle theme. Unclear if there are if it has anything to do with actual crosswords or if that's just a feeling. Typically, Panda Bear has uh, a lot of piano-heavy work where he uses very repetitive 
piano um piano <laughs> sounds i don't know there's a lot of piano in the piano you know oh i know um andrew did you ever listen to animal collective i never really did I, I they were like one of those bands where it's like I'm supposed to be listening to this, but I'm too busy listening to Death Cab for Cutie. You know, you know how that was. No, that's about right because it was probably 2009 when they reached their like critical and commercial peak, which was prime Death Cab for Cutie years for you. Exactly. They released an album called Merryweather Post Pavilion after the Maryland uh, venue. That album is spectacular and worth a listen there's a couple really good songs off that called my girls i got pretty into their music um which has like uh, as you can tell from panda bear's music as well a fairly experimental bent uh, but tends to be i would say their music becomes very catchy on like the second or third listen through of a song you start Hmm. finding yourself humming their music even though when you initially listen to it it doesn't come off that way because it's so weird I think the first time I tried to listen to Animal Collective, I was 14. I was like, this is too weird for me. And then returned a couple years later and started to really enjoy it. And I feel the same way about Panda Bear. Uh, not something initially I would have fallen for, but on repeated listenings, uh, I enjoy it more and more. Uh, Andrew, there was quite a bit of good new music released this week, I think. Did you find anything that struck your fancy, as they say? Oh, God. Uh, there was a bunch of stuff that I really enjoyed. Um, and I ended up selecting the title track from Waxahachie's new record, St. Cloud. So Waxahachie, you should probably know. Singer-songwriter Katie Crutchfield. Very, like, indie, like, I don't want to say country. Like, Americana, I guess, is the word. Which is also an incredibly vague word. But you'll know what I mean when you hear the song. She's really excellent. I um, have been looking forward to this album because all of her singles have been just fucking great. Even though I haven't picked them for this show, which was maybe an interesting choice. But I feel like every week I was that one of her singles came out, I was like, this is really great. Oh, but this other song's really great, too. So I waited until the, the album. Uh, I very nearly chose a song off this album myself before I knew what you were picking. Um, I'm disappointed in retrospect that uh, neither of us brought Fire, which is the third or fourth song off that record. Maybe, maybe it's because it fits so well into the album itself. I wasn't so enthralled with every one of the singles that came out, but in the album format, they really stand out. But the song Fire in particular... Um, is amazing. St. Cloud, the song, is a really perfect closer for the album, I think. Uh, I like when artists pick a song that really feel like they wrap up the album well. Yeah. Um, she has a, an interview on Pitchfork where she like breaks down, answers a couple questions about each track. And she says that St. Cloud was always going to be the last track on the album. And in connection to this, she says like this one's very abstract and poetic than it is literal and personal. And it's more... She says, it takes more of a macro looking down at the world perspective and is not hyper-focused on my own experience. 
as much of the rest of the song is. Of rest of the rest of the album is, I mean. So it's kind of this nice, like, uh, I don't know. It gives me this sense of, like, slowly floating above, away from the scene of this of this album. And up into the St. Clouds. So the first half of the song is sort of about, she says the first part flashes back to my time in New York. And it was a time when she felt like particularly alone. And when she was struggling with a lot of the stuff, she says, I'm working through right now, which this whole album is um, about her decision to uh, get sober and uh, like deal with her uh, substance issues um, that she has had in the past. Um, So a lot of the songs, deal with that or deal with other people's struggles with that. I think um, the song right before this Ruby Falls is also about um, a friend of hers who passed away from a drug overdose. Wow. So this one, I don't know. I I, I think it, it, it really has that sort of floating sense to it. Yeah, I definitely hear that sensation that you're referring to. Like it feels like, I, I hate to reduce it to this, but it feels like the end of a TV show like that 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 is ending <laughs> yeah. on its own terms where it's like ah every, this tv show's ending and so we we're turning the page on dr house but he, he is riding off into the sunset with wilson and we'll see where it goes i mean we won't see where it goes but it will go somewhere you know <laughs> I'll, i'm gonna cut out this part where i talk about the ending of house just in case anyone's still working through that one no this is great please leave that in yeah i've never actually i never watched the end of house i have no idea how it ended watched the first few seasons i'm sure it got worse it was really good pretty much the whole way yeah all right well maybe i'll go and watch house uh everybody this album is really worth listening to all the way through um it's not crazy long it's like 40 45 minutes um and it's i think my favorite full-length album that came out this week and it's definitely one of my favorite albums of the year so far i felt like i had to pick something from it not just because i had been so close to picking something for three other times this these past couple months but it did feel like the most complete album to me and so I, I wanted to make sure that, that we had uh, some some representation from it. Gabe, what about you? What what's what's new with you? I have brought for you today the song Siren by Half Waif from her new record, The Caretaker.
so the first thing we need to get out of the way that I literally just discovered from reading a New Yorker article about yep. her. <laughs> Halfway is Nandy Rose and was a music major at a place called Kenyon College. Have you heard of it? I have heard of it. Nandi is how you say her name. Excuse me. Nandi Rose. Yeah. I believe she was a founding member of Cola Voce, which I don't think means anything to you, but I believe she was. Wow, I feel like I should have known this, but... Yeah, I feel like you should have known that, too. I'm kind of surprised that you didn't. She's great. I've listened to some of her other music. Her last album, Lavender, is also wonderful. Um, This uh, album is delightful. Um, It's a mix of very synth-heavy music, which this song, Siren, is an example of, and very piano-dominant music. The song towards the end of the album, for instance, Brace... Um, which I almost brought instead, is almost all piano with some like bassy synths. Um, and then throughout it all, Nandi Rose's really strong vocals, which are wonderful. So one thing that stood out in the song to me, well, okay, a couple things that have stood out in the song to me. One is the lyrics. I really like what she's doing with like the IRE song, uh, sound, the IRE sound, excuse me. Um, so I'm going to be your fire and then siren and then uninspired in the next verse. Mm. Um, I also really love the double meaning of siren, both as like a fire siren and, of course, as the, uh, I don't know what we would call them, monsters? Are sirens monsters? Uh, yeah. You could just say Greek m- mythical creature. Sure. The Greek cryptid sirens. The other major note I want to point out is her vocals, which... um. She likes to do um, sudden breaks up into her head voice from a really powerful chest voice, mm-hmm. uh, which carries with it a lot of emotion in almost any context, and she executes that particularly well. Yeah, she's a very excellent singer. Former chamber singer, so, you know. So at a school that produces great musicians or or well-known indie musicians, do they carry with them any sort of legacy? Uh, Well, Pine Grove performed performed a bunch, and actually Nandi performed as Halfwave a couple times while I was at school. Did I ever go and see either of them? No. Do I (laughs) greatly regret that? Yes. Bummer. Bummer. That's okay. Um, But I have since, since seen halfway and pine grove live so that's something oh but i could have seen them like at the fucking horn gallery and that would have been cool yeah where did you see halfway live um i saw halfway open for julian baker in missoula montana wow what a show yeah that's awesome i had no idea she went to kenyon until i looked literally like 10 minutes ago i was like looking at that yeah that's why i said my good friend nandi (laughs) 
I didn't understand at all. <sighs> Amazing. Yeah. And I'll be There's a good album from Nap Eyes. I really, I just really like their songwriting. It's like it takes itself completely seriously, and also there's a song about Mark Zuckerberg, and there's a song about Dark Link, as in The Legend of Zelda. Wonderful. Uh, there's another good album from Margaret Glaspie called Devotion. I almost picked the title track. I think last week or maybe those. Yeah, you mentioned ago. it. And also a good album from Clems Nine, which is very folksy and sort of. Uh, disillusioned about religion, which is always, I'm always into that vibe. <laughs> um, I wanted to make sure that we quickly mention uh, two uh, bigger releases from the week. Um, The Dirty Projectors dropped a new EP. Yeah. Windows really Open, nice. which was, I thought, pretty good, very much. The Dirty Projectors are so, produce very strange music, but it's all kind of the same way strange. Like, I know, I know when I'm listening <laughs> to Dirty Projectors, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. And then Sufjan Stevens released a record with his stepfather, Lowell Brahms, called Aporia. Oh, I've been seeing those pop up every week and like not listening to them because I'm like, oh, I'll listen to those at some point, like, because I can't pick Sufjan for the podcast. And I did not make the Lowell connection until just now. Ah, yes, Lowell uh, of Carrie and Lowell. Um, his, not his, I don't know, his last full length? Yeah, it's his last full length. I really like his music generally, but it's there's no singing in it. Oh. So that's like half of what I... Anyway. Um, another thing that I wasn't that into, but we should mention, is the uh, new 17-minute song about JFK by Bob Dylan. I haven't listened to it. Worth a listen? Uh, it's fun. I think I saw a tweet that was like, uh, it's called Murder Most Foul. I saw a tweet that was like, Murder Most Foul is just Bob Dylan trying to get his Alexa to make a playlist. Because <laughs> there's this part of, there's like about eight minutes of this song where he's just like, play Thelonious Monk, play Charlie Parker. And it's like, what is happening, dude? Interesting that, okay. Yeah, whatever, man. Go for it. I would say if you like Bob Dylan, like as a concept and you want to listen to some Bob Dylan-y kind of stuff, I would say listen to this Waxahachie album. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's so true. <laughs> that's very true. I was thinking about that when I was listening to it. I was like, oh, there's some Bob Dylan in here. Uh, anyway, I do believe that is our show for the week, Andrew. Um, it is. You can follow us on Twitter at Fresh Pressed Pod. Uh, you can listen to a Spotify playlist of all of our picks from all of our shows, and that will be in the show notes. We will come back at you with a new podcast on Tuesday, April 7th. Until then, Andrew, what wise words do you have for our listeners? Drive safely. Aw, thanks, Andrew. Off to Ohio I go. See you next week. I'm Gabe. I'm Andrew. And you've been listening to Fresh Pressed. <laughs>